Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Hello and welcome along to this week's Rugby Pod. I'm your host Andy Rowan, as usual. I'm joined by Big Jim and Goody. Uh, thanks very much to Rugby Pass for their help with the pod. You can watch the show on rugbypass.com. And Jim's actually got his bags packed. You're, you're heading off to Hong Kong shortly, aren't you? Yes, I am. Ten dollar. I'm off. What's happening? Why are you going? Hold on. Before we get into that, what? I'm worried about Jim. What's wrong right. with you? Week in, week out, he says he's worried about me and my weight and my having been stung by a bee. <laughs> you're having a full midlife crisis, aren't you? Why? I'm coming off Twitter. I've got to reinvent myself. I mean, what sort of bell end says that? <laughs> <laughs> and then you've come off Instagram. And you, you, I think you basically want everyone to say, please don't, Jim, please don't leave us. Your banter's that shite. We want to hear it every day. You see what's happening, like these movie stars and these famous singers and stuff like that, and they can't cope with the way that their life goes, late nights, social media interaction, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I just didn't want my life to get like that, Goody. Oh, Might have been a I year mean... out of the game. A year out of the game Sunday. I just thought, I'm constantly looking down. I'm constantly looking down at Twitter. Oh, no, sorry. sorry, Trying to find your piece. I'm looking down on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm looking at my online banking. It's just not our way to live, Goody. I mean, I'm out there driving the Mustang at 300 miles an hour. I ain't doing it. Mustang's gone. You've got rid of your Mustang? Yeah, she's gone. You bought it about two months ago. She's gone, mate. She's gone. Lost a shitload of money. She's gone. Beck has put a foot down. (laughs) I'm telling you what this is. She's listened to the podcast last week. Beck is putting a foot down and saying, Jim, you're an embarrassment. You need to start spending time with your kids and loving your kids. You're already asking. Everyone's asking, oh, why are you not on social? Oh, stop asking. (laughs) Just stop asking me. (laughs) Um, You know, good. I I just want to make myself better. I want to evolve. And looking down on my phone, checking online banking all the time and getting on social media... Just ain't the way to live. Like I think we live in this age now, this era of constant interaction on phones. And I'm sick of it. And I'm gonna make changes. Podcasts are on phones. People listen to podcasts. Like people listen to this. They're learning about ruggers, they're learning about who's hung like a donkey and who's hung like a squirrel. Do you know what I agree? They're, they're I just learning constantly. I completely agree with this. We're also saving relationships. Why? You, you wouldn't believe it. I was at a dinner at the weekend, surprise, surprise, and they did the naked slip and slide. We'll get to that later. Dinner at Harpenden at the weekend. I did one at Soli Hole. Did you go out after them? Friday. You got oh, out mate, out we had loads of beers. Loads yeah, of beers. Yeah, drove home, um, No, I had a driver, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you call them chauffeurs when you get to your a what? A, sh- a what? Chauffeur? A, sh- a what? What do you call them? A chauffeur. A chauffeur, yeah. yeah. A chauffeur. A chauffeur. I've never heard of oh. a chauffeur. Um, but bloke comes up to me and goes, mate, I just need to thank you. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. What for? He's like, you have saved my relationship with the podcast. I'm like, yeah, awesome. Really? Why? What have we done? What have we said? He's like, well, do you remember that time you started talking about sit-down wee-wees? He goes, I used to go in there and hose down the seat, hose down everything. My missus <laughs> said she was going to get rid of me. I didn't even think of doing sit-down wee-wees. Now, and now I sit-down wee-wees. She loves me again. I thought you were going to say that it was because he's hung like an absolute squirrel and his wife's like, this isn't normal. And he's trying to say <laughs> it is normal. Uh, but yeah, we do, yeah, that's what the pod does. He still doesn't understand. How the fuck you do the front wipe? It's a rotation. It's a rotation. But yeah. So what what are you going to do with all this spare time now that you're not on social? Well, I'll answer the first thing. He's going to learn his kids' names, for one. (laughs) (laughs) Have you learned them yet? Um, No. Okay. No, I've not got the pronunciations right. Um, I just want a break. How long we'll carry on with this podcast? We will see, lads. Two more years? Three more? So you're off to um, Hong Kong? I'm off to Hong Kong. Yeah, flying out. You love it there, don't you? Mate, flying out, flying out tonight, which tonight think, being Monday. Um, so when the podcast gets released tomorrow, I won't know on social media because I won't get a notification. But yeah, the Explorer show should be good. So what are you doing? I Just can't tell you. Straight into Joe Bananas, surrounded where? by ladies of the evening. Where? 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 Interestingly enough, we've got some cat food on the table here, Goody. We have. 
Hang we on. Have. Pass that air. Pass that air. We, we Pass all so three. We've got three tins of cat food. We've got three tins of cat food because... We've got a spoon and a bin coming in as well. Why have we got the bin? Well, it's my little brother. Last week I produced the evidence that said you'd shave your head if Saracens didn't win the Champions Cup. Donated a bag of Santa Hambo. You've also donated a bag of Santa Hambo, correct. Yeah. We're going to shave your head next week when you get back from Hong Kong because yeah. obviously we want you to look great, half decent when you're in Hong Kong. Tell me you've not got audio. I'm putting, I'm putting two and two together and getting six. And what, do you have a shit mass teacher or what? Yeah. Don't you speak about that woman like that. <laughs> so, She's Andy Rowe, many, many moons ago, said if we get to number one. Before Christmas. If you get to number one, you'll eat a can of cat food. So I'd just like to play this little bit of audio. So just to be clear, if we get to number one and eat a can of cat food... Okay. That's edited. <laughs> <laughs> you said you'd eat a can of cat food. Let's uh, go again. That's a shambles. Just to be clear, if we get to number one and eat a can of cat food... <laughs> 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 eat a can of cat food. Okay, deal. Right, so we've got a deal here, and this is what we do. We're men of our it's word. A, it's a shame. We are men of our <laughs> word. We are men of our word. You're talking, so. he cuts in saying you'll eat a can of cat food, and then we, you said, yeah, okay, deal. And oh. here we are, number one again. So we've got we gourmet get, mate, gold. We don't, we don't get the cheap shit here. We don't get the cheap shit on mate, this we podcast. don't, mate. It's what we do. We fly third class, and we get gourmet cat food. We've got beef con bouille. No, that's obviously another name for it, is, is in a different language. <laughs> so you've got, with beef... Or you've got with salmon and chicken together, <laughs> con salmon, your pulo, or you've got turkey and duck, oh, con pavo, your pato. <laughs> so take each, basically you've got beef. P- Pacelliato's in there. Mate, I, I have no idea. Yeah. What flavour do you want to go for? Uh, so the fish is out. What, what, what? So, so you don't want the salmon and chicken? No, I don't I want that. I mean, that. that's double protein. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> well, mate, they're all protein. They've got turkey and duck oh. or beef. If I was you... I'm going to go beef. I wouldn't go beef. I mean, Why? with beef, it's like mince. It's, it's not really, it's not really so beef, is it? If we get to number one and get a kind of... <laughs> Basically, beef, like mince, it's just full of like... It's not really mince. It's like all the other stuff. But for me, turkey and duck, you can't go that far wrong. You want a plain kind of natural flavour? I'd go for the turkey and duck, and it's got. I mean, it's it's in a it'll gold tin. It'll basically be like a pate. He'll be fine. I'm going to open it for you. You got this? Get your spoon ready. Oh God! Have a sniff of it, Jim. Please tell me how bad this is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really. Dude, you might it. like it actually. If you like oh. kebabs, you'll like it. Uh. Get a big spoon. Big spoon fish. Oh, fuck. Mate, why did you smell it? Don't smell it. Why did you bet? Don't smell it. Why did you bet that you'd do it? Don't underestimate me and Goody. And and, and you. Don't underestimate yourself. Number this one. This can is looking so big. This can is looking so big. But you don't need to eat it all. You should eat a big... No, it's a can of cat food. Oh, oh it is a, it's a ten of cat food. We could have got you a big can. So we've been nice here. We're giving you the gourmet okay, stuff. I'm going to try a little bit. In she goes. Oh, the face. That, oh. <laughs> his, his breath is back. Swallow, swallow. Oh, mate, this sounds like good in Hong Kong. <laughs> Get a beer, wash it down with a beer. Is that, is that two, all you're having? That's a buffalo as well. <laughs> That's two spoons to go. Oh, mate, surely you can have one more. Give me another one. I can't have another of that. That's disgusting. <laughs> mate, true. You can't have that. Is turkey and duck? Yeah, that, mate, I know it's bland, eh? <laughs> there you go. Oh, it's going again. Yeah, buffalo. <laughs> You've just buffaloed it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Should we microwave the last Not one? Should we microwave more, the salmon? Not having any more of that. It's in between his teeth and everything. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Look, I haven't finished, mate. And you denied eating cat food. And you've just eaten that easily. Do you oh, want to try that easily, mate? Do you, do you want to try the salmon and chicken? Do you 
you want to try the salmon and chicken? No, I don't eat cat food. Mate, he didn't eat, mate, he didn't eat protein. <laughs> oh, my God, it's all over my hand. Do you want a sweet? Mate, well done. That is that's what we do. If you make bets, boys, that's what, that's what happens. Mate, that was shitter than the Champions Cup final. That was a bad game of rugby. Why? Why do you think it was shit? No tries. Well, I thought, like, you, you looked at Leinster. They won, but played poorly. That's how good they were. They looked nervous, didn't they? I thought I mean, Paris were great. The weather conditions, the fact it's a final, it's in the rain. Racing are a team that are very pragmatic in the way they play. They're also very hard to score against. I think they've conceded the least amount of tries in the top four. They have. Um, but, yeah, it was always going to be, for me, it was always going to be a game. When you saw the way Ariba ran every time he got the ball... He was just boxing it, and he kicked beautifully. How good, was it, how good is it kicking? His kicking was amazing. Did they miss a bit of sparking attack? Possibly, but the, the the weather conditions dictated how they played. He kicked absolutely beautifully, and as a game, it wasn't a spectacle at all. Um, but, you know, Leinster are fully deserved winners. Sexton obviously had a bit of a niggle, didn't kick particularly well. The beautiful thing about it, Easton Athiwa kicks the two penalties to win the game. It's, yeah. He's 35, it's, it's going to be his, his retirement at the end of the year. Um, really fitting finish. And um, Mate, Paris lost it in my opinion. They had opportunities to win. Yeah, I mean, Teddy Tomah, what, Teddy Tomo, what, are, you doing, what are you doing? That's so French though, isn't it? He didn't um, bother either, did he? No. Just pump it down the channel, just kick it. Did they lose it? Possibly, but Le- Leinster's belligerence, Leinster's belief and just their all-round game in terms of not sparking an attack, but the physicality that they played with throughout the tournament, you know, they're fully justified winners for me. Well, we thought we'd uh, get a helping hand in talking us through Lens's fourth European Cup triumph. Uh, and who better than the man who played as big a role as anyone in their first three titles, Jamie Heslip, is on the phone. Jamie, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Really sorry, first of all, to, to hear about your early retirement. Um, how's uh, how are things going with the transition from uh, professional rugby in, into normal life, so to speak? Um, you know, it's 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 been different. You know, it's a tough decision to make, but it's made easier when you have a you know a, a, a medical advice telling you that you're not playing on, that you can't play on. So you know, it's kind of taken out of my hands. Cool. I'm on holidays right now, but. Um, it's a nice way to, to um, transition, I suppose, watching the lads do so well. Jamie, what was it? I was going to ask as well. So is your back, so you pulled out of the warm-up for the England match last year. Did you have back problems leading up to that? Um, because No, no, no. Every, everything occurred uh, from an instant in the warm-up. And I didn't realise how serious it was, but it, it quickly transpired to be pretty serious. And, uh, you know, I did my best to, to kind of to get back on the field and spent a year basically at it trying to do it. And... Um, just couldn't go get back to where I needed to be. But, you know, you, you, you endeavour to do your best. But like I said, when, when you have a doctor or a surgeon standing over you saying, you know, that's it, you're done, you're kind of like, you can be annoyed, but I can't really argue with that. And, you know, there's a lot of life to live post-rugby, so I wanted to be in reasonable good shape as well for that. Were you, um, was the problem that you carried your wallet onto the field to warm up with as well? That's yeah. what the boys are saying. <laughs> I know, it's from carrying, carrying Johnny Saxon around the hole for the last time. That's right, I did that with Owen Farrell as well, mate, don't worry. I was the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously now looking at having retired, seen you doing a bit of TV work with BT. What are your plans now? Holidays booked uh, on the beach, no doubt? I am. I'm currently, I'm currently sitting there. I'm in Portugal right now, sitting on the beach talking to you guys. So oh, what a life, touch. Is, life is good. But I've pretty much been travelling since I finished up. And, um, you know, come the summertime, I'm going to be looking at options in terms of how I stay in touch with rugby. But um, I've got a couple of things I've, I've invested in off-field um, away from rugby. And are you looking at getting into coaching or is that just... Uh, just I, I have no interest in coaching. No interest in coaching. Um, I like the business side of the sport. I've been asked about punditry and stuff and I'm definitely open to it. So I think it's a nice way of, of giving back to the sport. Um, so uh, it'd be nice to give back in some shape or form. 
Mate, definitely. And uh, the game at the weekend, let's get into that. So you were there at the game? No, I was, I was, I was on holidays watching it. Oh, you were? What, in a bar in Portugal? Yeah. yeah. Oh, living yeah. life. Have you, have, you, yeah. have you spoke to any of the lads like, after have, the celebrations? Yeah, um, they were in our bar last night and they were, they were leading the charge and I was able to look at the L in on the CCTV and see who was misbehaving, which was all of them. Mate, Leo definitely would have been, mate, that's for sure. <laughs> and as, Top uh, off. Yeah, hopefully. As the owner of the bar, or joint owner, uh, you obviously put a load of beer behind the bar for them. Did you, or did you make the fuckers pay? The CEO pay. The boys didn't have to pay. They, <laughs> they can always drink for free in our place. Oh, don't, is that offered to me and Jim as well when we come over to Dublin? Or I tell you what, lads, you can definitely have at least one pint for free and we'll see how you go from there. Yeah, and on the rugby as well, um, I, I mean, it didn't come as a surprise how comfortable Leinster have been in this championship, but from where they were last year to where they are now, obviously European champions... Could you see that come in? Was it building nicely or were people thinking it might have been well, a step yeah, too far? I, think, I mean, no, I don't think so. If you think, okay, last year we were in a semi-final. Previous year we didn't get out of our conference. We faltered against uh, Toulon. And then the previous year ahead of that we were in a semi-final and went to extra time. So Leicester have always been there and thereabouts. When it changes with coaches and players, it's sometimes hard to keep the consistency. But this team have, have had the, the core of it now for the last two years and uh, two, three years and... and you can really see that experience come through, and especially in that game when it was so tight. And then they needed the exuberance and, and excitement of the new players over over the season. It goes without saying that Stuart Lancaster has played a huge role in transforming the club. Yeah, talking about obviously Stuart Lancaster, but more importantly to us, Leo Collin, um, captain new to three European titles and has now become yep. the first man to win it as a player and a coach. Firstly, how ugly is he on a scale of one to ten? Ten. Uh, and secondly, obviously, <laughs> you know how good is he? Um, what is his actual remit as well? Does he? do much of the coaching away from just line-outs. Um, it's, it's got to be tough to go straight from a player into the boss, hasn't it? It is, you know. I, I distinctly remember being in a pair of speedos having, having a beer with Leo after his last game and then, like, less than 12 months later, he's sitting in the head coach's office, you know, and it was mental. I was like, what the hell is going on? Was, it, was he in speedos as well or not? No chance. No, no one no, wanted to see Leo so. in speedos. No, I didn't think yeah. so. It's like me in speedos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, you know, it's tough. But he, he definitely... He parked his ego, you know, he got uh, different different coaches in at different times to, to help and consult. And, and it was a brave move to bring someone like Stuart Lancaster in. But Leo kind of takes the forwards off in the lineouts. But Leo is, is, is kind of like a director of rugby type role, I suppose. And he is the head coach, so he does get final say. But Stuart has played a huge role in, in the philosophy of how, how, how the team now plays. And obviously, uh, Gervin Dempsey is moving to Bath next year as well. He'll take a lot of that sort of Leinster IQ over there, won't he, as well? Uh, he, you know, he he's been basically really, really lucky to be involved in the club when, you know, at a very, I think he was in the academy at that stage when Joe Schmidt was there, and then he's through Lancaster when he was uh, a senior coach himself. So he's he's worked in what is, in my opinion, the two best coaches in in, in rugby. And mate, just lastly before you go, I wanted to get some views on one of my best mates um, in Jordy Murphy. Had a fantastic season at Leinster, back end of yeah. the Six Nations as well. Are you surprised to let him go to Wolston now? No, well, I mean, he, he's, you know, the deal is done and, and, and he's gone. And, and when he had to make the decision, I suppose the landscape was a little bit different than it is now. But I never, I never doubted his ability. I've been a, I played with Jordy, and I think it's a massive loss to Leinster. But that's just the nature of the game. You know, there is a business side to it and decisions have to be made at different times. And, you know, that's a funny way the season kind of pans out sometimes. And after Christmas time, he got into the squad again and, and he made sure it was his own and, going to be a big loss for the club when he moves up to Ulster. Just finally, Jamie, uh, Islander off to Australia 
next month. How do you think they'll get on? Is it likely for a 3 nil whitewash like England did last time, or, or what are the expectations? Um, you know, Czech has had his battles down there. He's had to transform a squad over the years, and he's having the balance when players go abroad and coming back and coming into a World Cup cycle. But um, I actually met him a couple of months ago in Dubai, um, and he was in good form, you know, uh, in a bit of a reflective mood, which was nice for Czechs. But Ireland are, you know, they're going well and there's going to be a lot of confidence in the side, and I think they're going to win the series. You know, obviously I'm going to back them. It would be amazing if they could win it 3-0. Uh, I think they're going to win the series. But then again, don't, you never know what to expect from Australia at times, but you never know come June. But right now, you'd have to say Ireland are favourites going into that series. All right, Jamie, we'll, we'll wrap it up there, mate. Enjoy the rest of your holiday and enjoy what uh, <laughs> post-rugby life brings to you, mate. I'm going to order a beer right now in all your honours, lads. So that's three beers. Man. And I'll see them off. Well, you probably need six, mate. Three three more for Goody as well. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. <laughs> Cheers, boys. And a Marlboro Light and an all-you-can-eat Chinese. Cheers, mate. <laughs> mate man. Yeah, mate, unbelievable player, right? I mean, you look at Leinster now and, you know, they've been my club that I've supported since I was yeah, a young lad. I mean, so that's embarrassing, Jim. It's great to have them on there. But you look at the success of the club. Mate, some of them players have won four Champions Cups. Yeah. You know, off the back of a Grand Slam and... I don't know, mate. You listen to Sexton. Maybe this is where he's very different to my good self and your good self. They're going to go down to Australia and they're thinking about winning. They've obviously got a Pro 14. And that's all Sexton says after the game. He's like, oh, yeah, it was great. You know, we want to finish this season off. We want to win the, the, the Pro 14. We want to win that. I'm thinking, you're in Bill Bilbao. Get some beers down. You wear the cigarettes and don't worry about anything else. Do you know what I mean? But the success of that team's incredible. Well, that's the difference. Johnny Sexton's a world star who starts every game. Jim, you play for two minutes in the final. Are they all like that? Did you even get on in the final or not? Matt, I got got about fifteen minutes. Oh, fifteen minutes, my ass. Um, no, that's you know. Also, that is a bit of media stuff as well, isn't it? People say you know, get reds on for the mm. the pro. No one cares about semi-finals and final. Um, but. Like you said, enjoy the moment, and it's great to hear Jamie Heaslip there saying they're in his bar on Sunday, getting absolutely I've been ban- in his bar. banjoed. Did you pay or good, but mate, cost it. You, you can't take freebies all the time, mate. Like you've had a, a free can of cat food. I don't do that. I go <laughs> in there, but I like to buy. He's had two. I like to buy a pint. Just bottled the salmon one. I, I, we'll, we'll save the salmon one for another time. Um, but yeah, good man. How yeah. bad's that though? You, you're warming up for England against or Ireland against England. And he's thinking maybe retire after the World Cup in 2019. That that would have been his goal because everyone has goals, right? So he, he'd have gone, you know, so it was 2017 when his back's gone. He was thinking 2019 gets the World Cup, maybe do a season in France or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's professional rugby. It's brutal. Yeah. You we think saw of, that with Rob Horn, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, you think of Rob Horn as well. Um, so you go, you go back to it and you think about yeah Dan Levy who came. We had him on the podcast. Yeah, we the, did. The weekend, we did. the the week, the couple of days after that game. Now, now look at him. We've made him. <laughs> yeah. Dan Levy, you're welcome. You are welcome, um, son. So it's Jim, good your, to see him doing well. your back blew out. Did you ever consider having surgery or coming back from that? Or back blew out. Back blew out. Back blew out. Neck blew out. Shoulders blew out. I just cracked on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I've always needed me. Um, but mate, I, I've you know that's probably my one injury now where I've carried over from rugby is my back, and your hinge goes. It's everything. Anyone, anyone who's put their back out, they'll know. I tell you what, I'm surprised. Like you, you look at Leinster because Le- Leinster were losing for the majority of that game. Oh, you know, or it was close, or it, it, the, the game was in in Rassin's favour. Yeah, it's probably what I'm, what I'm trying to say. The one area where Rassin looked weak was under the high ball. Yeah, why didn't they bang him up more? Yeah, it looks a shambles under. Yeah, Dupi show at fullback. Yeah, the French are either sublime or ridiculous. Mate, talking um, of ridiculous, mate. Go on. What about Camel Shat? How good was he? Camel Shat. Mate, wh- who's calling your kid Camel Shat? <laughs> like, what does that mean in France? Does anyone know a translation? Well, Shat is cat. So Camel Cat? Camel Cat. Can you imagine? Do you see him with his top off in the changing rooms? 
Oh, my days. Oh, mate, he is in serious shape. Sensational shape, mate. And, you know, what a player. How good is he over ball? You look at the game and people, obviously Pat Lambie goes off early in the game, popped his ACL. How much of a difference did that make on the game with Carter out beforehand? I know 33-year-old Carter and Lambie. I don't think Carter Carter makes a difference anymore. Well, this is the thing. A lot of people on social media were like, oh, imagine if Carter was in the pocket for the drop goal at the end. Remy Tallez has dropped a goal to win a top 14 final. He hooked it left. It was a crab kick, though. Yeah, yeah, it was. He's rushed it. Bad, yeah, he it? has. It's pressure. And I've done it. I, I had one against Leinster uh, in the Champions Cup for Wasps 2015 and absolutely sliced the living daylights out of it. And Were it you happens. nervous before? No. Shit pass from Joe Simpson. Was it? Yeah, it was up high on the left, brought it back down. And the ball, it's all about ball placement. Tick got caught in the way. It was fucking <laughs> off it went. Um, but yeah, you, you know, he would have. You, I, would, I think he would have got. I, I think that that's where Carter stands up. But I, you'd hope he, he'd make a difference. But you're never going to be in that scenario because the game's yeah. going to be different. Did you see one of the Sexton's ones? From near the halfway line. It looked like one of yours, Jim. In fact, I thought Sexton watched Logo Monopolo last week. Shanked it. Absolutely shanked one. James Ryan, man of the match. Mate. Did he get man of the match? I couldn't work out mm. who man of the match was. He's he a new Toji. Mm. Mate, he's better than Maro. Mate, strong. he is. Mate, he's, how good is his carrying ability? Yeah. Mate, he's awesome at the carry and he's awesome at tackling as well. Played I'm not twi- saying that Maro's not, yeah. but I'm, ta- I'm talking about his carrying ability for someone in the second row. If, you be- if you're comparing it, Maro to him, like you say, Maro told you because everyone's talking about the win percentage that Maro had yeah. at the start of his career. But hard out carrying ability, I'd say, well, we know currently on form that he's a better player. He's won nine Champions Cup games. He's won Cup. eight Ireland internationals yeah. and four pro, no one cares, so that 14 equals games. 21. And it just proves that, that no one's placed in the pro 14. So thank you very much. That equals 21. 21 from 21. Uh, but congrats to Leinster. They're fully deserved. They were number one seeds, dominated the group. Beating Saracens, the, the double holders. They smashed Scarlets, yeah. who beat them last year in the Pro 14. So, yeah, there so you go. Fully deserved. Well done, Leinster. Well done. Big fan. What did you make of Wayne Barnes' performance after coming on the show last week? Oh, do you know what? I thought it was tough because everything to do with referees was talked about the night before. Jerome Garces was a shambles in the Challenge Cup final. It was shocking. It was embarrassing how bad he was. But, you know, people try and sort of poke at Wayne Barnes because the game wasn't a fluid game, was it? It wasn't an attacking showpiece that everyone wanted to see but Wayne Barnes for me refereed what was in front of him you know I thought he he refereed the game well he spoke well he spoke in French like well, he talked about he kind of spoke in French I he, think we that, tried he, he, yeah. he said on the show last week he's not bilingual but he will give it a go he's got it's got to be better I think Bonnet de douche Rodney yeah but he gave it a go and you know like he said he picked out a couple of players in the Racing team that understood English as well if he had to go into deeper context. Um, the game wasn't about Wayne Barnes. Right, yeah, the ref didn't come into mm, it no. at all. The game was about two teams going at each other and very fine margins and Teddy Thomas messes up and off the back of that, Lentz to win the game. Yeah. But the night before, Friday night, Challenge Cup, Jerome Gar says, that's how French referees ref it. I think French what referees... Do, what do you mean that's how French, re- French referees I think they're garbage. I've always said French referees are garbage. It's, it's like that's the so coaching there. Yeah. It's just it's just shambles, mate. But you go back to the Lions tour. It, it was the assistant, Gar says, in the third test. And he... He managed to change the mind of the referee from 60 yards away or something. Yeah. And, you know, the the Gloucester try, he's called a forward pass from Honex offload. Yeah. Best offload that kid's ever going to do. Yeah. And it was a try. And he hasn't even gone to the TMO. What's the point of having the TMO if you're not going to use it? In their moments. Yeah. In yeah. Those, those fine moments where a big decision is going to be made, a try is being scored. Let them score the try and, you can just and then check it. it. But I don't get it, mate. There was a He's penalty a against Paledri uh, over ball, said that he was off his feet. And again, it's easy, you're watching it on TV, but it's them calls that game ultimately, changes. they're the game changers. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the Cardiff kicks a touch or they kick a penalty and they get or they get field position off the touch. Shocking, mate. I'm watching it and, and rightly so, Ed Slater's captain 
on the day, and, it, and he got interviewed after. You could see, and he's like, "How are you?" Quote, "Filthy." But you, that's he can't say anything more. He can't say the referees had an absolute shocker. No, but he but has. It, but he has, and this is the thing. My question is, why have you got a French referee refereeing Gloucester against Cardiff? Yeah, I don't. I don't get. Get that an either. Irish ref. Because mate, it's, a, it's a different game. It is the French I, game. I com- it's different. I commentate a lot on the French top fourteen and referees. You get to the breakdown and they don't talk. They just wait, let it develop. The English-speaking referees, so the Scots, the Welsh, the English, the Irish, they'll tell the players. They're coaching the players around yeah, the breakdown. Like, that tackle, that's a tackle, hands off, hands off. You need off. to roll, you need to roll. And that makes for a better game. The French mm. referees just stand there, stare at the rock. Oh, no one knows. Blow, blows a penalty, I'll give it this one this time. And players don't know. Um, and, you know, fair play, Cardiff, you've got to look at it in a different light now. Had that try gone in, they'd have gone up. 27-6 up at half-time or something like that. Well, they were 26 up at yeah. half-time. They shouldn't be leading the lead like that. No, no, no. This is the thing, the way to look at it. So, had that try been given, it's probably game over. But then the try's not been given. Gloucester still should have enough in the tank to win it. But you've got to tip your hat to Cardiff Blues for coming back. But they played um, well. But their attacking game was great. Phenomenal. What's, um, that, what's that young back row called? He got man of the match. Robinson got man of the match. Oh, did he? Andy Robinson's son. Oh, did he? He came, he, off, yeah, he came off, mate. Yeah. He's a good player, he is. Yeah, but the, the other one player. is, um, he's co-captain for Wales now. Ellis yeah. Jenkins, yeah. Andy Robinson's son's a very good player. Yeah, he is. Spitting mate, image. Is. Spitting image as well, isn't he? He's got that jaw. Yeah. And he, and he to be fair, if you actually He ain't no at, cowboy, is he, Jim? Mate, if you look at moments of the match, the kickoff that Gloucester put in at the end to try and get the ball back. Yeah, mate. Unbelievable take by him. Mate, I was impressed with Cardiff. I feel for Gloucester. Is that, is that two years in a row now? Uh, but you, did, but you question. You actually question their ability to win big games. Mate, you do. But um, the thing is, all season, they've not started well and they've ended well. This one, they started well. Just couldn't finish it. No. Couldn't finish it. But Ross Moriarty owes us a beer anyway. He was caught on camera chopping a two-pint pitch of Buffalo. So he owes us one. I was going to put it on social, but I'm not on Twitter anymore. So yeah, Embarrassing, Jim. You embarrass yourself. Yeah. Well, let's uh, wrap up the chat about the, the European uh, competitions, both of them. We've got Nakarawa named European Player of the Year. What do you guys think of that? Lucky to be on the field, actually, at one point, he, uh, with the, the attempt of intercept or slap down. Uh, that was a yellow card. But uh, over the season, was he the best player in the tournament? Um, he, he was outstanding. I look at him, and I think he's a Fijian version of Jim Hamilton. Every time I see him play, I look at Nakarara and go, he has trailed through videos of Jim, and he has watched him closely and, and thought which this is he basically modelled his game. game on everything that Jim never could do yeah. <laughs> mate, I don't think he played that one in the final he was trying no. to force the offload I wouldn't have him in my team just wouldn't you want someone who can basically shore up a scrum right. hold down a mall yeah. and basically he's a great lad on the piss semi-final time in the premiership home sides uh, look like they're a shoe in don't they no, not a shoe in not a shoe in 81% of uh, home side semi-final uh, guys won it oh there we Does go there we go I tell you what I, I tell you we're, we're back into there ain't the many pe- I'll be honest there isn't many people that have won an away semi-final oh goody have you won an away semi-final I think you were at Gloucester weren't you Jim what were you at Gloucester 2008? No, I won't. No, no mate. you weren't. No, no. I was at Leicester. Uh, 2008, things. just dropped the winning goal, didn't I, for Leicester against Gloucester? Hell of a drop goal. Last play of the game. No, I didn't even realise you played for Leicester. Yeah. Did you go to the anniversary? I, mate, I had another dinner on. No, I was they they, they, they didn't invite you, they didn't want you there. I'll tell you what I like about the semis that we're back. What do you like about them? Well, I said I'm a big Leinster fan, the Champions Cup. Obviously, I want Saracens to do well, but Newcastle, me and Gonover. We're mates. Oh, Jim, you're embarrassing yourself. It's one again. of them where, you know what sport does? It binds people. And I feel bound to him. I don't know why. I don't know whether it's Shearer. Mate, what you do is you just jump on. I'm anyone, a glory supporter. Anyone that's successful, yeah, <laughs> I'm exactly. A, I'm a glory supporter. I love the fact that Newcastle. I can see him getting 
not hosed, but uh, Exeter should win that. Really? Yeah, yeah. But I, I do. don't know. I don't know. I don't think, from what I hear, I don't think Toby Flood's fit. Joe Hodgson's not fit. Should we have a bat? Will you shave your head if Newcastle win? What will you do if Exeter win? Will you shave your head if what Newcastle will you do? win? What will you do? Well, tell if me. If Exeter win, you shave your beard and you'll shave your head if Newcastle win. I don't make these silly bets. Well, yes or no? I can't because the front bit. It won't well, grow, yes it won't or no? Grow back. No, you won't do it. Okay, so you're not that confident. Oh yeah, well, extra win it. Extra win this easy. Well, we've got someone who might be able to tell us a little bit more about that. Uh, well, Newcastle are the new kids on the block in the playoffs this year, and we've got a man who uh, took them into the semi-finals uh, with that try. Ali Hogg, how are you, mate? Not too bad, thank you. You are right there, Hoggy? Not too bad. Jim, you? Ah, you knew it was a Scottish accent. You knew it was me. Hoggy. It was, of course. Me and Hoggy are, me and Hoggy are like this. We're, we're tight. Are you related? The, well, we, yeah, we are. We're related by Scottish blood, so we're all related in Scotland. Jim, you ain't got any Scottish blood. Hoggy, have I got Scottish blood, yes or no? Running through your veins, thick. <laughs> <laughs> he is thick, you're right. Exactly. Um, Hoggy, how's things then, mate? Let's get into a little bit of ruggers. Falcons' first ever appearance in the playoff. Boys excited, I imagine. Nervous. What's Dino been saying? Uh, yeah, too much. Not mentioned too much about it. Just obviously, just it's a big, big week for the club, and uh, look forward to it. We had this sort of a long, uh, a long, a long week. So Wellesies had us smashing each other last week. Uh, thankfully, just tapered it down a little bit today. But it's uh, no, it's been good. Everyone, everyone's excited. As you said, first time within the semis and. Everyone's just sort of looking forward to it and sort of getting ready to, to, to have a good cricket on Saturday. So Wellesley's not let you boys go to Dubai for a week? No, he's got you in smashing uh, each other. So he's smashing each other uh, on Friday, which is great fun. We had two days off after that. That was his, uh, his reasoning. Oh, cheers, mate. Cheers. Uh, and obviously it's been a, a huge season for you guys. You know, I spoke to Dino earlier in the season after you beat Sale away in that classic game. Um, it's been building really nicely, hasn't it? What's been the difference between the glory days when I was there and we finished 11th to 8th uh, last year and now 4th? Basically, you left, Goody. Yeah, yeah okay. well, of course I think, you did. Of course oh, you I, think, did. I, think, I think you're forgetting that I saved you, didn't I? Where were you when I came? 12th. Where did you finish up? 11th. You're welcome. Is this true? Is this true, Hoggy, or not? Do you, do, well, is this how, many of those games, how many of those games did you play, Goody? Uh, I played eight and I got nominated for Players Player of the Year. Nomination. <laughs> did he, did he, Hoggy, did Goody have a big a big bearing on Newcastle staying up and, and where they are now, would you say? Thank you, did, yes. Oh, oh don't oh, no. say yes, it. Yes, thank no, you, yeah. Don't say it. But obviously this year, you know, signing Gonover, I know he was there last year as well, but the quality started to come through this year, hasn't there? And Dave Wilder taking over as head coach. Has there been much change, really, or is it just a, a title, really? Um, no, not much change. Obviously, he's just sort of running more of the meetings, but he's still doing the same things he did the previous year. I think, I think the biggest factor is just that, that experience and, and confidence. That's the big thing. Um, you know, I think losing's a habit and winning's a habit, and I think you've seen that this year. We were, I think, with the, the, the team with the most sort of um, two or three point. Like narrow winning out the whole uh, out the whole league, um, you know we're just edging those team edging those games like the sale game three weeks ago, Leicester game uh, last week or two weeks ago, sorry, we're just edging those games and that sort of never say die attitude and and that sort of confidence that we'll if we're in the game we've got a good chance in the last sort of ten fifteen minutes and we've kind of shown that um, throughout the whole season to be fair. And just going back to that Leicester game, uh, you definitely scored it first time, did you as well as second time? Yes, scored it two two times. Um, <laughs> I don't, it was, um, it just—I don't know why they obviously couldn't get the camera the far, in the far corner because it's such a short dead ball area. Yeah, um, they, they maybe couldn't, couldn't get the, uh, the angle, but I definitely scored it. That's why when nothing happened, I panicked. So like, I definitely scored it, and then went and dived back doing the same thing. You lost thirty-four twenty-four at Sandy Park in October, um, but you seem to be a much better cohesive side now, aren't you? Yeah, and I think we went down there in the LV, which is slightly, slightly different team, both teams, and we compete down there as well. And um, it's, it's going to be tough. You know, I mean, it's a hard, hard place to go. Uh, the, the sort of the, the top side 
uh, this season as well. But you kind of go down there with nothing to lose. And it's a team we've, we've beaten before. We've beaten them on a few occasions in different competitions, whereas we've never beaten uh, Saracens. So for me, it's probably the better one of the two because we know we can beat them. We beat them at home also this year. Beat them at home last year as well, I think, um, and, and competed away. So it's a case of um, just going down there and, and throwing everything at it. Hoggy, we can't wait. And mate, just a little bit on your career. So you got, you had 48 Scotland caps and played in the World Cup. We were well, we played in the World Cup in 2000. We should have actually won that World Cup. I don't know why we didn't. Um, is there any frustration around you only getting 48 caps? I personally believe, and I know a lot of other people believe, that you should have got a lot more than that. Uh, you were first choice for, for many years, and obviously the fact that you're playing in the top four sides st- still and playing well. But how, how do you feel about that? Do, do you look back on that and, and feel you deserved more? Obviously you wanted more? Hey, yeah, I would love more. Two more, and I've been happy. That's the sort of frustrating <laughs> thing. I got to 50, and it, and it would have been sort of more content um, the fact that I think I pretty much played 48 in a row and then just changed a coach and then face didn't fit and then just never got back in again had a couple of A games after that and did alright in them to be fair um, drew against England got man of the match but then didn't even sort of make a, a sort of wider squad so and who was um, the coach who was the coach Hoggy uh, Andy Robinson Yeehaw! oh mate he ain't got a clue that bloke <laughs> absolute cowboy mate he hasn't got a clue uh, so but to be fair to be fair he was one of the best coaches I've worked with sort of, oh um, I'm sorry uh, come uh, on Edinburgh. I remember, but then as soon as he came to Scotland, he didn't he didn't like me for some reason. So it's just uh, one of those things, you know. Some coaches don't like you, and that, that's the way it goes. Mate, I agree, mate. Edinburgh, he, he took us up to second. Well, I actually scored a, a pick and go try against the Ospreys, and we finished second. But uh, anyway, but mate, he was good. He was good. He was good at Edinburgh, but just Scotland, yeah. he, he fell off the cliff. But in t- in terms of coaches, uh, you've worked under Dino, and interestingly enough. Like you look at it, Dino's a very old school coach. He's all about the dark arts. And some might say that he might not actually suit the way that you play. Is he one of the better better coaches you've worked under, though, in terms of man management and stuff? Yeah, he does it slightly different. Andy Robinson is very hands-on and everyone else, all my other coaches have been very hands-on, whereas Dean's more of a manager. He, he manages the players and manages the coaches and tries to get the best at the coaches and then obviously the players as well. So he does it slightly different. So he doesn't necessarily do the day-to-day coaching, but he influences it through, through the coaches and what he wants. He's got his philosophy and how he wants to play, and then he sort of picks who he wants on, on a weekly basis and makes that kind of decisions. Where other coaches have worked on, our head coaches have worked on, they're, they're there, the co face day in, day out, making the decisions, actually telling you what to do and taking sessions. So it is slightly different. But yeah, Dino, as is, is you, you both know, is the kind of old school mentality, which is good. And I think you'll see Dino and, and Rob Baxter, the sort of two guys that, that implement that kind of culture um, and and enjoy that sort of social aspect and bringing sort of squads together are, are, are doing pretty well. And I think something to said about that, you might not have the best team or the best sort of players uh, theoretically, but if you get everyone pulling the right direction and, and playing together, then that's uh, that's the main thing. And what's, uh, obviously you're retiring at the end of the year, it's been a, a stellar career really across quite a few years. What's next for Ali Hogg? Um, trying to get a job at the moment, so just uh, got a few interviews and meeting a few people trying to get in the financial services industry, so FX. manage your millions, goodie. I've got some FX jobs no, we're you, looking. Yeah, I was going to say I've got millions. Hockey knows I haven't got millions, mate. He knows I'm a normal <laughs> so, bloke. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I'm just trying to get into that kind of world at the moment. So just meeting and, and greeting a few people and, and trying to uh, get my name out there and say, hello, I'm available for a job. No interest in coaching at all? Uh, I'd love to, but um, it's more sort of family reasons, to be honest. You want uh, kids both at school, missus settled here. I try and make a, a good go of it in the northeast. So I want to stay in Newcastle. So um, coaching, you know, you're here two years here, three years there. More likely to get fired if you're not any good uh, and chop around. So 
kind of made that sort of decision for sort of family um, and to sort of try and stay put as much as possible. But also, ultimately, if I don't get a job, we'll have to move somewhere where we get a job. Ellie, you've played against or with uh, Jim and Goody over the over the years. What what are your memories of them? And, and do you have any bar- embarrassing stories that you can shed any light on for us? <laughs> uh, just a wooden block that saved Jim's life, really, in the in the physio room at Murrayfield. What, what do we hear about that? Well, mate, it's not the, uh, it's, it's not that loose. It is loose-ish, but. Oh, well, the yeah, the, the, back, the backpack filled full of sand and, and weights, so yeah. and a wooden block. If it wasn't for that, I think we'd have the Jim Halman we do today. Exactly, mate. Scotland, it's, it's Scotland's gain, as they say. So basically, I blew my knee out. TG, uh, uh, TG, and um, I can't remember what was the Andy, called. Andy, Andy. Exceptional physios. Yeah, exceptional physios basically nearly ended my career. And if it wasn't for a wooden block, which looks like a big kind of wedge doorstop, then Hoggy wouldn't be the player that he was today because he wouldn't have been able to get the ball off a five-man line out and to cause havoc like he did. So, yeah, so the wooden block. Times were good back then. And what about Goody, mate? Anything about Goody? Goody? No, just... um... Just uh, trauma dogs, really. If you ever need a trauma dog, you'd be goody. Any, any floating about, rattling about in the bag. <laughs> any drugs for pre-game or post-game is always good for me. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah, that's what he does, mate. mate. night out in Newcastle on the trauma dog was amazing, let me tell you. Really? No, I didn't do it. No, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I think Hoggy... He flew back to London. Exactly, mate. You could do with some of them, mate, for the inflammation that he's carrying at the minute anyway, Hoggy. That's for sure, mate. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us, mate. Uh, thank you very much and best of luck for the, uh, for the semi-finals and the premiership. Cheers, thanks, boys. Cheers, Cheers Hoggy. Buddy. Mate, Hoggy's one of the good guys, yeah. mate. And yeah. I played to him. Like I thought, he did his. I'm sure he blew his knee out or something in the year that I was there. Medial, whatever it was. And he's, ACL, he's done PCL. unbelievably well. Mate, good player. To keep going for another two years. Mate, good player. Yeah. Mate, he's just one of them guys that was a naturally good footy player, as you'd put it. Not the toughest guy that you'd ever meet, but he was a tough. You know, he, deep down, he was he what he was tough. Um, loved playing with him, and he was one of the. He was like. I know you'll laugh about it, Hoggy, but I came to the Scotland team. He was like one of the superstars within that setup, as in the best player, captain material, like made stuff happen with the ball in hand. And Robbo comes in and absolutely judices him. Really? Mm-hmm. So Robbo might be giving him a, a job in, in finance, clearly, for him to say that. The other semi final, Series Wasps. Oh, oh there's got to be something on there's this. There's got win. to be something on this. Well, let's shave you your two. head then. Shave your head if you think Wasps are going to win. I am not stupid. Mate, you're an ambassador of Wasps. I am not stupid. They're going under. They're folding. They ain't got no money. Uh, oh, what are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Mate, no. Uh, Saris lose more money every year than Wasps do. So, so come on, who's it. winning the game? Uh, I want Wasps to win. You I, want Wasps to win? I believe or? Saracens will win. There you go. So, you know your ruggers. Wasps, wasps could cause absolute havoc. Where? All across the field with the way they attack. But. Defensively, we've been shambolic at times. So you're not backing your team. If I was, if I was, right now, honestly, if I was a better man, stick money on it. Uh, I'd, I'd back Saracens. Okay. I'd, you know, if I had a couple of quid to stick on. Uh, if Saris lose, you can shave your head then. No, I'm not going to shave my head, Jim. I'm not as stupid <laughs> as you. Um, Wasps have only ever won once down at Allianz Park, and I think that was when. Oh, Jim's, I don't remember that. Well, Jim Hamilton started. Let me tell you to all our listeners. Because uh, it was when Mario Toji and Cruzo were playing for Don't England. Uh, I think it was during the Autumn Internationals, and that was put, put sixty on you. But it's one of those things. The four G pitch. It's Saracens' home. They've won there once. Saracens have got Billy back potentially. Uh, Michael Rose in form. Rose is in form. You know, Wasp defence are loose. Um, we know we can score tries and cause havoc for any team. But I also see, you know, you see the last 20 minutes against Newcastle. You know, Newcastle scored three tries. And I know the game was won and we switched off. Can you do that in a semi-final? No, you can't. Um, Saris will play their pressure game. Uh, be interesting to see their selection, whether they go Wigglesworth at nine or Ben Spencer, because I think Ben Spencer's playing really well. Yeah, they'll, they'll go Wigglesworth. I can tell you now that Wasps are a team that Saris are worried about. Yeah, of course like they are. are. Like when we played and... 
we played in the was it the quarterfinal of Europe yeah, yeah, as Europe, well? Yeah. Um, because they play that wide game and Saris obviously do press hard conditions and the form that Sips is in. Mate, you don't know. Pressure, you don't know what the weather's going to be like. If it's raining, then Saris is Saris all day. Yeah. Blistering hot day. Yeah. Mate, you don't know. You see the way Gloucester played at the start of the game yeah. a couple of weeks ago against Saris. I know Saris knew they were first try of the game though. Saris knew they were going to win, but Gloucester went into the lead, didn't they? Scored oh, a couple yeah. early on. They good did, tries yeah. as well. They could make the good attacking tries, and that's where Saris is their weakness. Yeah, is their defence coming out of their twenty-two, and yep. that's where Worcester are at their strongest. So we both said that Saris is going to win by fifty points. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> I desperately want Worcester to win. Of course I do. So we've got um, a wager or what? I mean, there's got to be something in it. What are you going to put what on? What do you it, want Jim? to put on it, Jim? Tops off down Oxford Street. Absolutely not. I'm a dad. I just don't do that. Okay. Think of, think of something. Okay, well, think of something. We'll get it out on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter, but I'll just know what it is because you'll text me. You mentioned Sips a lot in the semi-final. He's big chat about him uh, making the England squad, and he did. Fully deserved as well, the way he's played. A real bizarre squad, though, for me, to be fair. You know, some good selections in terms of Cipriani on form. You know, some other guys in there on form as well. Dan Robson, uh, fully deserved. Uh, he's been playing really well all year. But then you look at some of the... How's Don Armand not in that squad? And Chris Robshop's still in it. And then you take in... Oh, he, mate, uh, he loves Robshaw. Mate, know, he spoke about he, Shields coming in as... Shield, as mate, as, Shields as, is... Sitting behind him. How Don Armand's not in the squad, I've got no idea. And you're taking Earl from Saracens, the back row, who, who's got a, a great future. Yeah. But mate, you, I, I think you've got to look at these players. You have. Don Armand, what else do you have to do to get picked? But, yeah. Right, and then you're taking and Cam Redpath. He's at school. He hasn't played a minute in the Premiership, and he's going on the tour... Yeah, Henry Trinder, who's played well all year for Gloucester, who's strung a load of games together, and everyone said he's a box office player and then he gets injured. Strung a load of games together, played really well. I know he's just been called up to the England training squad for next week because Cameron Redpath's injured. Cameron Redpath has played a few LV Cup games. He's at school and he is he's got a very bright future. And I'm not mocking him as a player at all. You know, I coached Berkhamstead school this year against Sedbra and he played for Sedbra. That's a big difference. You know, he's going to South Africa on the England tour. Yeah. You know, instead of taking Trinder. You know, you look at Simmons at uh, Exeter, Joe Simmons, the 10. He's on unbelievable form. Yet you're taking Cameron Redpath, who's not played a minute in the Premiership, and Cameron Redpath plays 10 or 12. You know, it, some of the selections are really bizarre. Alex Good, not in. Woodward's not made the, the yeah. tour squad. So... I, it's just Eddie Jones, though, to, to be fair. And yeah, you know, while yeah. I agree with some selections, and I, and I tweeted about it, you know, an England squad is always going to cause a lot of debate on who should be in, who shouldn't be in. And you say, yeah, you've got to look at these guys. It's great to look for the future. Is Cameron Redpath going to make the World Cup squad in 2019? No. So why don't you take someone on the tour that has got a chance, Henry Trinder? Do you know what I mean? Don Armand, you can't play any better for your club over a season. And you picked him towards the end of the Six Nations. What's he done between the end of the Six Nations when, oh, by the way, he was good enough to be in the squad against Ireland to now six, eight weeks later, whatever we are, he's played himself, he hasn't played himself out of the squad because he's played well for Exeter. So I just don't get it. Do you think now we've seen how um, good Lancaster is uh, with uh, Leinster and what he did with England, okay, he didn't make go very far in the World Cup, but... Did Eddie Jones maybe inherit some of the hard work and the graft that Stuart Lancaster put in and now he's kind of messing it up? Stuart Lancaster is remembered as England head coach for the failure at the 2015 World Cup. Tough pull, by the way. Yeah, very tough pull. And some big decisions on the pitch that were made by the players. Yeah. Everyone forgets that actually Stuart Lancaster did pretty well. You look at his Six Nations record prior to that. The squad didn't change that much when Eddie Jones took over, did it? So he did do a lot of good work. Um... 
you know, Jono left too early for me, 2011. Give him a chance. The players let him down uh, at the World Cup in 2011. And so Lancaster inherited some good traits then. He made some changes. He brought some youngsters through, did well. Isla, uh, and this is the thing, you see all the interviews of Stuart Lancaster and he said it did hurt him and his family to read and hear about everything post-2015 World Cup because it is tough. You, know, you live your life, apart from Jim Hamilton now, people live their life through the media, don't they? Yeah, they do. It hurt him a lot. He would have um, known as well. Being, you know, you get knocked well, he out. In the way. Yeah, he'd, of course. He'd, yeah, he'd, he'd been harder on himself than what any columnist writes about him or what any idiot on social media writes. But, and it, this is the difference, you speak to everyone that's involved with Leinster, he's not the head coach. What he's doing at Leinster is what he's bred in, in terms of uh, improving players, improving young players, adding value down there. Man um, management. Yeah. Because that's what they all speak about, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. And that's something that Eddie Jones seems to lack, in my opinion. Yeah. Let's go into the rumour mill. I mean, we called it, didn't we, Cipriani to Gloucester? Oh, we called that. We, we called, called that him. weeks ago. Well, weeks that ago. was weeks ago. What about mm. Haskell? About eight months ago, we said he's going to Northampton. Yeah. Saying he's digger, he doesn't have to move. Yeah. You're welcome, James Haskell. I called Boydie as well and just said, mate, can we sign him up, please? We can't We can't let him leave the country. He's a national treasure, quote unquote, from, from Haskell himself. Great to see he's got a club. Yeah. Mate, you don't want to see him on the, in the doll queue, do you? You don't want to see them social media videos there. Um... Interestingly, though, because we've been chatting about the Quinn stuff, haven't we? So this week, Gustard. Yeah, there's a few been. I can, I can see that. Sean Edwards. I can see Paul Gustard getting that Quinn's job. Eddie, are you okay? Do you think he likes working with Eddie or not? Don't know. And opportunities like that don't come up often, do they? Oh, being an England defence coach in a good squad, that job doesn't come up very often. No. So for Guzzy to leave the England defence coach to take on a director rugby role you've got to ask questions why um, and you do see you, you know with Eddie Jones you have seen a big turnover of people underneath him yeah. um, I think he's hard to work for but you know sometimes the most successful people are the hardest to work for and if Guzzy wants to take that Quinn's role you know if, uh, and he sees longevity in that then um, so be it that's the game we're in it's a business at the end of the day yeah. so yeah I can't see Sean Edwards being a director of rugby at all no um just smash him, mate. Mate, just fucking end him. Fucking smash him, oh, mate. Your leg's broken. Don't care. Get in line. Smoking smash him. Um, he's a great coach, Sean Edwards. And do you know what? He's, Clearly. He, you know, but in terms of... Uh, see, I think the international role works for Sean Edwards. Because you can have emotion lined up into that as well. Because it's so intense with him. You can only have him short periods of time you can't be that intense week in week out he would have loved me he would have loved me he wouldn't go and smash him there fucking um, right here Sean Hogan <laughs> follow me one thing we did call was Foden to the MLR basically rugby in America major league rugby man alright man New uh, York New York he's not New York yep big deal big deal there uh, well, it's a big opportunity um, you know I think he's player coach alright here's one uh, today on the Pray for the Chinese Kids group, which is the old Gloucester chat. We call it Pray for Chinese. Pray China. for the Chinese Kids. Yeah, well, Buxton's on there. Remember Bucko? Yeah, yeah. Bucko Hands. Yeah. Hands were absolutely fucked. He's gone to China. Uh, well, his wife's a teacher there at a private school, and he's gone there basically. Bucko-related injuries there, weren't they? Exactly. So, Bucko-related injuries. So, he's gone there. Right. And he ain't got a job. He's just hanging about with a load of Chinese people. And oh, they're dear. all like, hang on, the Goonies are in town. <laughs> so he's on the group chat. So it's pray for Chinese kids. So there's rumours out there that Luke, the recycler narrowway, is off to drink some French pish. Bordeaux. He's really? going to be the forwards coach at Bordeaux. I, I heard he's coaching. His coach is a cough. Mate, he's taking cough up. Him and Lewis Deacon and a few others. Taking him up to the, the big time, the champ. Now the French want him. I cannot see Luke Narraway being a forwards coach at Bordeaux. Being the recycler, they look at him and go, who is this kid? Rehydration is key. I can't see that happening. Mate, it'd be mad if it does. 
Well, let's uh, see what's been good, what's been bad, and what's been ugly in rugby over the last uh, week with the good, bad, the ugly with Andy Good. Yeah, there's not been many games this weekend, so not, there's not too many good things, but the Sunwolves. We'll oh, start, super rugby. Start with a bit of super touch, shall oh, we? I'm watching okay. them at the weekend. The Sunwolves, they beat the Reds 63-28, um, and they're going to play in Hong Kong next week, aren't they, Jim? Well, I'm going to be there. Who I'll be there. Against? Pitch side, uh, Stormers. The Stormers. So, fair play. They've been absolutely rinsed week in, week out. Uh, but, so we'll give them a shout. It's a bit like the Italians winning the game in the Pro 14. You get excited. Um, then you go Challenge Cup, a couple of bits. Obviously, Cardiff's fight back. You know, tip the hat to Cardiff. Uh, Ludlow's big hit on Anscombe. Did you see that? I saw it, yeah. If Anscombe jumps half a centimetre off the deck... He's fogged. <laughs> he's <laughs> Ludlow's <laughs> getting a red. Well, I, th- I, th- I think he's more than a red. Yeah, he's um, fogged. I don't, think he, I don't think that ref would have given anything. But what a hit that was. Yeah. Absolutely smoked him. Quality from Ludlow. Mark Atkinson's try. Awesome play. Is. And then, you know, you stick Cipriani in the mix there. I know Billy Burns has played well as well, but they could go places next year potentially. Um, that was pretty good. Thomas Williams, his footballing skills and pick up for the try for the Blues. Off his shin, off his foot. Their short game was great, eh? Was Their great. short kicking game was great. Was great. Was I loved great. it. comes little grubber through to start that. Uh, outstanding. Felice winning a European trophy and starting in the final at 40 years of age. He turns 41 this month. Mate, he could be 51. You just never know with the Islanders, no, do you? No, they don't think their passports are actually real. But no. um, Fair play to still go at 40, win a European uh, competition. Outstanding work from him. Other good things, the top 14. So Grenoble got promoted back into the top 14. They beat Oina. Perpignan back in the big time yeah. as well. Um, so two big clubs rising back up uh, into the top 14. So congrats to them. But then the only place to go really is the Champions Cup final a couple of bits of good actually Racing's Berets do you see that as they came out for the game with their Berets on nice touch very French and then sticking with Racing ra- ra- Teddy Iribaren, uh the scrum half I thought everyone talked about Machinot's out so game over Leinster would definitely win him he played really well kicked really well um, obviously like myself an ex-brief player that was pretty good but for me it's all about Leinster especially Issa Nathiwa kicking the winner at uh, 35 years of age. I think it is his retirement at the end of the year. Four-time European champion, Leinster, fully deserved the victory from minute one of the Champions Cup this year to the last minute. The most dominant team as the good this week goes to Leinster. Leo Collinar, very good-looking ex-Leicester Tigers friend of ours. Lanny, my friend. Stuart Lancaster, who's never heard of Jim Hamilton. And Issa Nathiwa, they all get the good. Yeah, fair play. Uh, the bad, a couple of bad bits this weekend. Patrice Calazzo has left La Rochelle. Four years left on his contract. He's a dude who's booting the water bottles around yeah. it, yeah. Why? Yeah. What's a, happened? Well, he's had a fallout with some of the coaches. Oh, so French. Uh, but he had four years left on his contract. You think about this, he's been, I think he's been there seven years, brought them up from the Pro D. He's done a great job. Got them to the, the believe, was it the semi finals they got to last, last year? Last year, yeah. Um, of the Champions of the Cup 14, this year. Champions Cup quarterfinals this year. And now he's gone with four years left on his contract. Um, has he walked or has he been paid out? I think it's uh, mutual. Oh. I think he's, he's very abrasive in his manner. And I don't think it's gone down too well. And you've seen results haven't gone well for them in the second half of the season, so they've got rid of him. That was pretty bad. Uh, and then there's two other bits of bad. Jim, you've been off social media. Talk to me, what's happened? Have you seen Jeff Parling? I've heard about some horrendous oh, grubber. So People pen- text me, have you seen Jeff's grubber? Pen- grubber! Penalty, penalty advantage, he stood at 10, gets a ball from the scrum half, goes to drop it on his, I think he's on his left foot. Just drops the ball and then tries to kick it. It comes off his shin. Oh, bless him. And it looked embarrassing. And the, the commentators on, on Super Touch were absolutely crying. Were they? And I, was, I replayed it and I snapped it on my uh, on my phone. I hear my little girls laughing in the background. You can hear her giggling. So, basically, the, the commentator said, like a giraffe trying to kick a pebble. Oh, bless him. 
You thought I, I was fucked last year. Tell Jeff that. I think he's more <laughs> fucked than me, mate. Um, and even that, I put the video up on on uh, Twitter. It's gone viral. Uh, even his coaches are rinsing him off the back of my oh, tweets. Mate. That's pretty bad. But the only bad thing for me this this weekend, the really bad thing for me this weekend, was Jerome Garcia's refereeing in the Challenge Cup final. I thought that'd be the ugly. Absolute shambles. So I'm giving that as the bad this week. Jerome Garcia's, you've had a stinker. And then the ugly. Well, uh, there's only one thing really in the ugly. And it's all about Joe Moody. Oh, God. Moody. So he's playing for the Crusaders against the Taz. He's in front of the ball and he's gone with his flying forearm into Curtly Beale's chops. Not only did he take out Curtly Beale with a flying forearm, definitely obstruction, offside, blocking, whatever you want to do. The Crusaders score from it, don't they? Yeah. Referee and the TMO missed it. Garces again or not? It wasn't Garces. He didn't, no, he didn't teleport himself. <laughs> he didn't teleport himself from uh, Bilbao. And so he's flying elbow to Curtly Beale's chops. He's only been banned for two weeks. That's what happens, man. So he's back just yeah. in time for the All Blacks against France. So it should have been so French. It should have been four weeks, but in his defence, he, he claimed he thought it was Israel Folau and they uh, dropped it down. Oh, to stop it. So <laughs> stop oh, you it. are, mates. Look at these Terrible. lads, eh? Terrible. Oh. So the ugly this week goes to Joe Moody. Thanks, Goody. Well, we've got a uh, couple of quick shout-outs. Jim, you've got a shout-out you want to share I with have. us. I my have. Okay. Mate, my mate Rupert Harden, a.k.a. Sorry Bro. His brother is running a cool thing at the minute. It's called Just Seats. It's a startup website that auctions empty corporate seats, Goody, at sports and music events. Okay. The majority, see, the majority, not all, of the proceeds go to charity. Uh, they're entering a competition to get the chance to pitch in front of Richard Branson to boost the website and win funding to grow as big as Goody's belly. That's huge. Oh, Richard's it's a huge. big listener of the party. He made Richard Branson a big listener. So you can vote for them on www.justseats.org. Was that three W's, yeah? Vote for them, get them some funding, and basically Richard Branson will come on the podcast as well. So it's a win-win-win. Nice. And then a quick shout-out to the Harpenden RFC boys. Oh, no, I, I, I did their end-of-season dinner at the weekend. Uh, if you haven't seen it, get on my Twitter handle. They love the naked slip and slide. They love the podcast. And then they all got naked slip and sliding down a table. Willie's in between the... Oh, oh can you imagine that? Horrible, horrible. But great lads, great lads. You got on the piss with them after? I did, yeah. I got absolutely yeah, I smashed. You I bet you did. And good luck to the 11 guys cycling 1,300 kilometres down the west coast of France to raise money for Little Rue Neonatal Fund of Ashford and St Peter's Charitable Trust in memory of Teddy Wright. And also a quick shout-out to Wasps fan Spoonie. Go on, the Wasps. Who went to White Gift School and is apparently always banging on about sips. It's the slowest at downing a pint in history and also has the longest nipples ever. Uh, he was on a stag do in Bilbao at the weekend and has introduced all his mates to the pod. So hope you have a cracking time and get all those uh, get those long nipples long to one of our shows. We'd love to see them. Nipples. nipples. Anyway, talking about live shows. Yeah. At Harpenden Rugby Club on Saturday, there's a guy there who came to one of our live shows. Yeah. And he beat Jim in a downing race. Do you remember? No. The guy with... I've got the video here. I've seen it, yeah. He's put it on social a hundred times. Leave me alone, mate. <laughs> Leave me alone. So anyway, I've invited him back to uh, another pod. Okay. Live show. And you're going to put him to bed. Okay, I'm going to put him to bed. Uh, you go, You went up to him, you went, time's all right, you got a shit suit on. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Because there was like 14 people that came to the front for a goo, didn't they? They did, mate. Everyone wants to go. And that's um, what I mean. This is where my life needs to change. So alcohol is not going to be on the banned list at the minute. So it's just social media. Mate, we've got two uh, live shows coming up in a couple of I weeks. I can't wait. You will be drinking. I can't wait. The number one rugby pod. Pod, pod, pod. pod.